This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, loyal listeners, and welcome to another episode of Agency Intelligence, where I give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, as you know, and I got my boy today, Joe Campert. Now, I got to tell you, I say boy, and I really don't even know the guy. I started off this thing when he got in the green room. I said, Joe, I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't even know who you are and why you're on here. Joe, is that not the truth? That is the truth. <laughs> I know. Now, now that takes no discredit from you, loyal listeners, because you know at some point in time there was a reason why I asked him to be on here. And my team at Agency Intelligence with Sarah and Allison and Robin and Riza and Alex, all of them, they make this so easy that I just have to see something awesome like Joe, send him a link, and boom, he now comes on the podcast sometimes months later. Wasn't it like a month, month and a half ago that we said this? Two months months later, yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I thought, dude. That's what I thought. So, hey, dude, I'm glad to have you on. The loyal listeners are glad to have you on because they know when Cass brings them on, there's usually something exciting. Um, So, uh, no pressure. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. Hey, man, no problem. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And loyal listeners are as well because I think uh, you've got a passion for helping agents. Um, and, and loyal listeners, he's not a consultant. He's an insurance agent, agency owner. Uh, co-owner. But yes. A co-owner. Agency yes, owner. Co-owner. Um, so this is he's not trying to sell you anything. What we're trying to do is just show you to how we can help agents, how it's probably Joe and I have a very similar strand in our brain and in our characteristics, I should say, of just wanting to help agents. We have our own reasons, and we're going to get to the uh, to the bottom of that. Before we do, AI Mastermind, check it out, insuranceagencyintelligence.com. Type right. You can click on Mastermind. You can see everybody that's in there. There's over 170 people. And once again, you've heard me say this multiple times because it's the truth. You're going to see people in there, and you're going to go, hey, where have those people been? Well, They wanted to surround themselves. I'm going to say this and end with this. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I guarantee you, you're not going to be the smartest person in the room at AI Champions. We're champions because we win every day. How do we do that? By helping other people win every day. And in the end... We get all the cash. No, I'm just joking. Uh, that, that does kind of come with it. I mean, I don't really care if you work at a gas station. That's kind of why you're there. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. But I love being in insurance because I want people to experience what I've experienced in my life. So without further ado, Joe, welcome to Agency Intelligence, brother. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated, yeah. man. I, I, I love, I mean, everything you just said is, is just so spot on, man. I mean, it's everything that I believe. And really, I mean, it's one of the main reasons I got into insurance was, well, job security. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, we have found out recently that we're pretty recession proof. Um, I love to help people and to really just try and lead with that value education um, type model. 
and then I get paid to do it. Um, so it kind of works out. <laughs> Shishing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, um, and and for, for not only do we get paid to do it, but like we get, we continually get paid as long as the client makes their mm-hmm. payment. I mean, yep. people don't buy shoes. And then like have to continue, like you just keep getting paid on those things of shoes that you sold two years ago, right? Now it doesn't happen that way. Because if it would, everybody would be in the shoe business. Well, I want to kind of tell the whole American, we all know as loyal listeners as you, hello, there is a business like that and it's called insurance. And it's actually really, really fun. It's hard to believe that, but this this industry is really, really fun. So uh, let's get on with this. iPhone or Droid user? I'm an Android. Android for life. And I'm, I've never had a Mac in my entire life. Actually, that's a lie. I had an iPod Touch when they first came out, but I'm Android everything. Come on now. They say everything's bigger in Texas and just maybe better in Texas. Because, I mean, <laughs> this boy's a droid guy. That's a, that's a we, we, yeah, that's right. And he's even throwing up the horns. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's throwing so, up the horns. I get, we, I get booted out of every group chat because I, I ruin everybody's group chat with my green messages. So now they just don't even add me. <laughs> Hey, their loss, their yep. loss, you know, but he was throwing out the hooks and horns out there, guys. And I mean, I was just looking on, I was reading an article that the, uh, the university at, at Texas, they are going to pull their funding, all these, uh, spo- these alumni and sponsors, if, cause they've taken away this song. What is it? The, uh, eyes of Texas. Yep. Yeah. Now, you know, what's amazing here. I used to live in Texas when I lived in North Richland Hills in Watauga, right in between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. And the, uh, the eyes of Texas are upon you all the, all the live long days. Yes. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Do not think you can escape it from night till early in the morn. I'm in the eyes of Texas are upon you. I'm impressed. Oh, man. How long were you in Texas? <laughs> dude, like I was like in second, third, fourth grade. Wow. But dude, that's just amazing. When you when I was reading this article to be, say that I'm not cheating right now and just coming up with that. When I was reading that article, I'm like, man, they're going to quit doing that song. And so I started think, singing it. And my wife and kids are looking at me like, where the hell did you just get that song from? I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. Back in the library of the brain. <laughs> Those know? are the things we can remember, but then we, we can't remember the important things, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of important things, I, I go home every day for lunch and I like sometimes I'll get a salad or whatever or I'll make something. Every time. I can't remember what I had for dinner the last night. You know, and my wife only cooks three or four nights out of the week, so I can't remember. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go do that. But I can remember um, the Texas, uh, that, that song. But anyways, okay, let's get on with this. Sorry, all all over the damn place already. <laughs> uh, man, it must be the pills I took this morning. Whoops, sorry. No, it's early in the morning. Never mind. Hey, so here's what I have for you is, uh, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win. Yeah, you love to win? Yes, sir. Any reason specifically why? I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm competitive, baby. Uh, you should be in the mastermind because I'm telling you what, that's what we do in there. Uh, so, okay, I love that. You love to win because you're competitive. You know, I love that. I love that. A lot of people say that they love to win or that they hate to lose because they're competitive. You know, so isn't it amazing how our brains can can justify either side of that? You know, has a lot to do with your environment and what you've experienced. It's, you think it's crazy how quick I went to that too. Now you say that. Um, really, I think it's my it's my coaching mentality. Um, I don't have. Right now, I don't have the time to do it as of right now, um, but I was actually a high school lacrosse coach. So, coach for nice. years. Um, I was in the, the junior varsity level, so just freshman, sophomore, and it was just always, and maybe that, that's 
That's a good point. That's a good question. I've never actually, my mind just instantly went to winning. And I oh, think it's got to cool. be that, that coaching mentality for sure. It is. And you're damn right. You know what I mean? Losing, we hate. Um, last one, skill or luck? What's brought you to where you are right now if you could only choose out of those two? Luck. Luck, 100%. <laughs> Why? Um, to be completely honest, That's I, how probably, we want it. I probably don't deserve to be here if you're a believer. Um, I believe Ooh. I've been... I've been, it's might even more grace than, and I would consider that pretty, it's, it's a lot of luck um, that I've gotten here. And I've, I, like I think that. with that luck, I've been able to, to kind of develop skill through that. But yeah. I okay. love that, dude. God, I feel the same way. How the hell did we get here, Joe? Man, it's mm. not, not by our means. That's for sure. <laughs> Boy, listeners, you're driving down that road. You're running around that corner. You're on that last mile, or maybe you just started, but I'm telling you right, right now, that that that's something that we all run true in this industry and you know what there's probably about 20 percent of you that don't feel that way um i encourage you to reach out to people like me and joe and other people out there i could do this all the time jason at agency-intelligence.com or you can go to castcalendar.com go to castcalendar.com and you can get on my calendar um i probably won't know who you are or remember who you are like i didn't joe but hey i i showed up didn't i joe i showed up you know Show up. and yeah i know sometimes i'm not the greatest at that but anyway so joe take us back to high school college first of all let me ask you a question that we're not allowed to ask in an interview except when you're here how old are you i am 26 26 yes sir you look yeah you you, you look young you look I'm young the, and you keep calling killer. me sir that's <laughs> how i killer. know that you're young yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. raised in raised in uh in a southern family so that's uh you it's always mr and mrs by the last name you know mr it Cass. Is. you're right you're <laughs> yeah. right you're right what part of texas you in um austin texas yep oh wow okay yes, wow sir. great place great place mm-hmm. Great place. Got some really good friends that are there. And that's also an insurance capital becoming that way and a tech capital. It is. Um, and it's already the uh, Nashville of Texas. You know what I mean? So it's it's, uh, it's a very amazing place. So popping. kudos to you on that. So take us back to high school and uh, college and bring us forward to how you became a, co-fa- or a co-owner here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to go a little bit before um, high school. So I was actually born here in Austin. It's me and my brother and my two parents. Um, was born here in Austin, lived here for about five to six years. And then uh, my parent, my mom actually wanted to raise us with her family up in a small town um, just north of Indianapolis. So Noblesville, Indiana. I know um, right so, where Noblesville is. Me and my buddies used to go there and see Dave Matthews all yes. the time up, <laughs> yep. in da- up at Verizon Wireless at Verizon. Stadium. Yes, that's yeah, literally my boy, first, I know what you're talking my first about. concert I've ever been to was Dave Matthews. That's hilarious. The first concert you were ever was with Dave Matthews? Yes. Yep. What, what year? Um. Oh gosh, I would have Come been. On. I wasn't allowed to ever go to concerts. I was. You're 26 though, so this couldn't have been more than five years ago, right? No, it was. It was when I was in high school, probably 15. I would say 15, 15 or 16. So 10 and years we would go ago. for the Wally, whole. What would that be? We were my buddy Jeremy Wallace here. Um, him and I, we've been to 30 shows probably. So 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been in Noblesville, Indiana. No, we wouldn't have been. Loyal listeners, sorry, I'm talking to one of my friends there, but this is good, dude, and you were there. Like, they had the big place. We camped out there for like three days. Did did you guys do that too? Yep, yep, we camped. Oh, man. Woo! Experienced a lot of things there that a young man probably shouldn't experience. (laughs) That's that luck part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The luck part, yes. Yep. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, was was raised in Noblesville. It's all making sense now, Joe. It's right? all making sense, man. And Dave Matthews was my first, right? Um, so yeah. yeah, was was raised in Noblesville. Um, was raised me and my brother are super close, so we're two days shy of two years. So I'm June 21st of '94. He's June 23rd of '92. So we're super close together, um, and gotcha. then super close with my cousins. So my mom's sister's kids, who we were kind of raised with, um, and then. Really, that's, I mean, we were in Noblesville from second grade all the way through my sophomore year of college until I moved to St. Louis. So very, we're very rural, very small town. I was a townie, mm-hmm. so we never really had a lot of money growing up. We we lived um, on old North 17th Street um, on the north, north side of the tracks. Street. We weren't on the south side of the tracks, but we were on the <laughs> north side, so we were a little bit leveled up. Um, and it was, you know, it was just kind of the community where... You go to school, you go, you know, you go to elementary, you go through junior high, you go to high school, you get um, your diploma, go get your college degree, get a good job, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's that's literally what I did. Um, so I played basketball and, and lacrosse in high school. Um, basketball was my first love and um, ended up shifting actually to lacrosse to where then I actually got to play um, college lacrosse, Division three at, at Hanover College. It's in um, southern Indiana was able to actually, the reason I did that was my brother um, was the first person to ever sign up for the, the new lacrosse team that they were starting at the school. So oh, okay. he had been there two years and it was always kind of a dream of ours to, to play a collegiate sport together. So um, for whatever reason, um, and actually my ACT is what got me into that school because they were like, oh, we don't want Joe. <laughs> but the coach really <laughs> wanted me because, and I wanted to play with my brother. Um, so got fortunate enough to, to get in there and play a couple years. Um, and then, then actually that's where I got my start in insurance. I needed a, an internship and I never, I never really liked school. I, I just did it honestly growing up. It came pretty easy to me and I would do the bare minimum. And I honestly is where all my friends were anyways. So I like to go mm-hmm. and I'm always been, you know, crazy social butterfly. Um, and so I needed a, um, business I, in order to get to this business scholars program that I wanted to in my junior year, I need an internship. Um, at that point in time, my dad was actually corporate. He was on the corporate side for a captive company. Um, Hey, I needed an internship. He placed me with his top agent there in St. Louis um, is where they were at at the time. Um, so took the internship. I scanned a ton of paper. So we were literally trained. The office was transitioning. So you said you were in St. Louis? Yeah. St. Louis. Okay. Where were you working at in St. Louis? Uh, Tracy Biv is her name. She's over on Chippewa, Chippewa and Hampton. Okay. Okay. I know where that area is, but I'm not familiar with, I mean, obviously St. Louis, I don't know everybody, but I'm yeah. curious. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Cause Over you know, I'm right on the other side of the river. Yep. I'm in Illinois side of the St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, and I love Didn't that city. That. Um, coming from Noblesville to St. Louis, it was yeah. like, Whoa, okay. City, yeah. you know, an actual city right. <laughs> where you can have right. things to do other than look at cornfields and, and beans. So, um, beans and beans. I ended up was literally there. Um, she was like, Hey, look, I'm getting ready to let this person go. If you would like to stay on full time, you know, I know it's something you're already thinking about getting into. And I was going for a communications degree. Um, Squirrel Mom actually had a, a minor in philosophy already. I had taken so many philosophy cast, classes. I had a, a philosophy and or a minor in philosophy. Um, and Stoic. I was like, you know what? Stoic. <laughs> I'm so philosophical now. I don't remember any of it. Uh, concussions. <laughs> but so she she offered me a full time, and I, I chose to stay on, and I've been in ever since. Um, so it's been, well. How'd you I'm, end up in Austin? I've always wanted to be back here. Um, I've been diehard UT my whole life. That was my dream school. Never really had the grades or the money for out-of-state tuition and 
it's always, I've always, and everybody calls me, I'm the weirdo, actually. In, in second grade, I wanted to be an insurance agent in Austin, Texas. I swear on my life, um, which everybody's wow. normally like, how'd you get into insurance? Like, oh, I just stumbled into it, needed a job, you know, whatever it is, and ended up loving it. Yeah, I've always wanted to be in insurance wow. for some reason. Um, I'm a lunatic. Uh, so goal achieved. And I've, I've always wanted to be back in Austin. I knew this is where I wanted to be. And so we finally never realized how happen. smart you were when you were younger, right? Never. So you got no. into insurance when you were in Indiana, but yet then you went to Austin. So did you, is this a continuation of an agency in Indiana down there or did you go start your own? Yeah, no. So we were, um, it was in St. Louis where I started with insurance. Um, mm -hmm kind of actually had gotten into coaching um, to where I had to shift offices due to work hours and, and things needed to where then I kind of got in with a scratch agent. Um, so then that's kind of where I first got my feet with, with really kind of like starting up or helping start up an agent um, and really feeling the, the gratitude or not even the gratitude, the um, I guess more just the experience and just, wow, man, it feels good to be able to help people and to really, mm -hmm. and it, just seeing that product where it's like, man, I know I did a lot of that, right? Um, that's kind of where I first got into really trying to help other agents rise up um, was my first taste of it um, to where then was on the Allstate side for years, um, was super fortunate and blessed to, to be able to kind of raise kind of, or kind of rise through the ranks to be able to work with some of the top agents in the country. Um, and then it literally got to the point of where I was like, man, if I can do this with one, what could I do with two? or three or four. Um, and in the meantime, like I said, my dad was on the corporate side, so he's managing agents. I'm in, in an agent's office and we've always wanted to do something together. We're families, everything to us. Um, very, Sweet. very family oriented. So then me and my dad actually um, started Redwood Agency Group here in Austin, Texas. We've been open three years now. Oh man, that's awesome. So it's mm -hmm. you and Pops doing that. Me yeah. and Pops. Yep. And I love that you yeah. said Pops because that's what, if you ever see him anywhere, everybody calls him Pops because that's what we call him. Right. He's just Pops. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A lot of commonalities. Dave Matthews, mm -hmm. Noblesville, Indiana, St. Louis. Yeah. God damn. Helping yep. agents. A lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. You know, you start to think that there's a lot of people like you. And then, and that's what I think sometimes. But then again, I start to realize that there's very few people. Um, that are like me in the essence of we're trying to Mitch Gibson, you know, when I talk to Mitch Gibson, I talk to him, like I see so much of myself in him, you know, and then there's you and there's others. And I see to myself like, wow, this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with our generation, right? Mm -hmm. Starting to see that caring and sharing and no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that attitude of, of just trying to give back Yep. And what's so crazy about it is, is we all know the, the law of reciprocity that says that if you give, you will receive. And, you know, maybe it was maybe it was this thought of us being past owners that I've given you a position, you should be thankful, right? And then you give me back good work. And I think that switched a little bit. I thought that I think it's I'm going to give you my skills. Now, I want you to appreciate me. Right. That's that's that that's not the business talking to the to the to the employee. That's the employee talking back. Yep. Right. And I think that that's where a lot of this is where we're getting. Um, I get blown away by the way that agents and I wonder truly if they do it in other industries. It's easy to say they don't. 
but I wonder if there's other dentist groups out there that are talking about the best way to give a root canal in their damn town. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? But that's what we do every day, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about this. So you, you now become an agency. I mean, what does your agency look like? Is it personal or commercial? Um, so we are both. Um, so kind of my tagline is if it can be insured, we can do it. Um, okay. and then on the back end within the agency, you know, we got to kind of be like, Hey, just cause you can't insure it doesn't mean we should. <laughs> so, okay. So um, that was my next question. Do you think that that's smart? If, if it can be insured, we insure it. Do you think three years later as an owner, you think that's smart? No, not at all. Let me not say that that's smart. That's not that because there's a lot of agents out there that are doing that very successfully. Do you feel as if that's the way forward for you guys is that mentality? You know, I think what I've really, and it, this comes with my whole networking mentality, which is how you even reached out in the first place, you know, from that agent hangout I started. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, I've really found to stay in my lane. And I think, you know, that's kind of how this industry, at least I've seen a trend of strategic referral partnerships um, mm-hmm. to where, hey, look, just because I can doesn't mean I'm going to provide the the optimal experience to the client, right? And that's mm-hmm. our that's our word of the year is experience here at Redwood mm-hmm. is that never feels like a transaction and, and it's always going to be a positive experience in anything that mm-hmm. you're doing with us, whether we need to, Hey, look, you know, James Jenkins is way better at me than real estate investment properties. So I sent him the large portfolios. Um, and then he does so with the trucking. So I do a lot of trucking. So what I've kind of done is, is kind of niche down into, you know, certain verticals on the commercial side, personal lines will pretty much, we'll do it all, but we have a standard in how we do it. So if you don't fit within that standard, then, you know, Hey, call mm-hmm. Geico. Um, if you want cheap, you know, you don't right. really, you don't, you don't really care about the coverage or anything. You know, you just you want understand to the value of insurance and why you're purchasing it. Exactly. Are you purchasing it because someone told you to, or do you understand that value? I like that. And I think that you're right on with that. You know, and one of the things I talk about, Joe, and this is maybe you haven't heard my podcast or anything. This is really key as to what you say is that when we want to be treated as professionals, We need to act like professionals. And one of the ways that we can act like professional is what you just stated. And you didn't realize it, that you are acting as a professional. This person is talking to me, calling in, emailing me because they need a solution to a problem. That's my job. Let's not make this any more difficult than it is. Mm -hmm. So if I can provide that solution, sometimes that solution is not a policy. Sometimes that solution is advice, asking questions and saying, here's your best direction. Who else does that? I don't know, maybe a cardiologist, because when you go into them and you say that my foot hurts, they're not going to go, oh yeah, hold on, let me go walk out and get my podiatrist quote on and come in here. No, they say, why are you here? You should be at the podiatrist, right? Yep. No, that doesn't happen. When you go to a lawyer and he's he or she is in a divorce attorney, she doesn't say to you, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, please bring your work comp case in here. No, they say, hey, I got another colleague and that's what they're good at. So when yep. you look at other professions... And then what I want to, what I've always tried to challenge independent agents on is, is we're more than saying we can help you if we can insure it, right? And I am not here to down people because I am saying just what I said a minute ago, there is agencies that are huge success. But I think over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we need to look as a collective group. 
to say, how can we raise each other? What we're doing is we're sharing information, right? To start that, Joe. We're, we're sharing information to be able to tell what we're doing. Now it's time to collectively put that together. One of the things that Allstate has over us, one of the things that State Farm has over us, one of the things that a lot of direct carriers have over us is that they have a, um, I've said it before, people don't go to McDonald's because it's healthy. They go to McDonald's because they know exactly what they're going to get. And that brand that State Auto and that Allstate creates is comforting. They know what they're going to get when they get there. It's time for us to not only share information, but collectively put it together so that when someone walks into an independent insurance agency, there's some kind of level of consistency. That's what I've said. Joe, all that, I know that was a lot to unpack, but what good, do you think man. about that? No, I mean, dude, 100%. I mean, I think this goes back to, you know, you you receive when you give, right? Um, mm -hmm. To where I think when you set up these partnerships and understand the value behind them and the reason behind them. And, you know, in a lot of what I do, you know, I don't think it ever comes down to the ability to do it. it it's more of, as business owners, we need to be looking at our ROI too. Just because I can, and I'll, I'll give a perfect example. When I first became an independent, oh, baby, come open on, the floodgates. Joe. Come on, you know? And so... I'm taking it all in and I came across this coolest risk and he's still in my books just because I, I took it, but I, I regret it. And it was a Nerf gun arena here in, in is outside of Austin, Texas. And I'm like a Nerf gun arena. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. I'm totally insuring this thing. And it took me almost a month to really get it all completed. You have to, we had to go through like Mesa underwrite. I mean, it was just, you know, going through the brokered markets. Yeah, I've never done I can it myself. Imagine. Accord forms galore, supplementals. I mean, all of this, right. $1,400 a year in premium to where then I, I know that if there's somebody who specializes in that kind of ENS space, those hard to, to place risk, there's some people that can have that done in three days um, to where it's just a better experience for the customer. And I think when you lead with that, you know, I think a lot of people with me even being in trucking, a lot of people see the premium and chase the premium when in fact they shouldn't be because they're doing a disservice to the client where there's, I know mm -hmm. that there's people that are, are more geared to be able to assist on certain cases. Um, and ultimately, right. again, it's my ROI. Why take a month to try and close a $1,400 deal that I have to manually renew every year when I can go and close 10 escrowed homeowners that are paid in full that are on auto renewal? You know, so just being able to kind of break that down, um, I think has been really big. But you're you're 100% right. Um, you know, I think collectively, if we all come together, and that's kind of my, my whole motto um, at that ATX agent hangout is no secret sauce. Um, you know, I don't hold anything back and I'm always trying to help and bring agents together because I think mm -hmm. collectively we can change this industry. Um, and I think we're starting to, I think like yes, what you are. said, we're on this kind of trend mm -hmm. that 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, I've, I've always said it, it's always better to be on top of the mountain together versus being there alone. Right. I mean, it's, That's right. even if I can be a one man shop, I would rather have friends up there with me that I've been able to help build up mm -hmm. and in turn, they help build me up. So I think that's just so Absolutely. important. Yep. Absolutely. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just 
for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Absolutely. You've hit on so many things there for me. Just uh, things that I've, that I've, uh, you know, you talk about being on the mountain. I talk about the snow climbing effect. I won't go there right now, but there's uh, there's a couple different things that you had there. One of the things that I like is you talked about the ROI. That's something that back in, um, Ryan Hanley knows this, back in 09, 2010, 2011, 2012, people used to ask us why we are do so big in this social media and digital marketing and stuff. And they would say, tell me my ROI. How do I, how do I spend money and collect that ROI? And we used to tell them that the ROI of your business is if you don't do this, you won't be in business in five years. That's the, <laughs> right. IRO, that's the ROI. Now, a lot of those people are still to this day in business. And they may say, Jason, ah, it's not as much true. Actually, let's say that you were a million dollars in revenue and I was 500,000 in revenue at the time and I decided to change and you really didn't. You've been collecting, you've been growing at around four to 8% like the average agency is. So let's say about 10 years later, you now have a book of 1.2, 1.3 million. I now have a book of a million dollars. And so now you can't necessarily, you can still say, yes, well, you have more revenue than me. But when we go to sell our agencies, and someone like a Billy Williams or someone knows what they're looking at and you don't have a Teams or you don't have a Slack or you don't have, um, you know, using the cloud or online yep. systems. Mm -hmm. I just got 2.75 times and yep. you just got 1.7 or 2, right? And so we're not putting that together. And that's so important because there is a lot of people like me that will be trying to get out. And there's people like Joe um, and, and, and Joe, you're already an agency owner, but a lot of 26 year olds that are going to be agency owners in 30 or 40 years, are, I'm sorry, when they're 30 or 32, and they're going to be expecting that high digital, they're not going to buy it and then try to figure out how to turn this ship. You right. know what I mean? That's where the older and the younger need to work together is the older has the wisdom to help them turn that shit. But that younger's got that, got that go-go, that juice to say, Hey, I'm willing to meet those challenges. Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. 100%. Um, ROI is not marketing, it's business. So that's what I wanted to take from that. Back then, we used to associate ROI with marketing. You, Joe, very, very, your dad should be proud of you. Um, Pops should be proud Pops. of you. Based on the fact that you are using ROI in a case study of business, not in a case study of marketing. You're trying to associate. If you've ever seen a, a, an article that I wrote out there, it was called the... Um, the three little lies that prevent you from finding the big truths. And one of those is, is that we have a feeling, a belief that if we leave the captive market, we can do that because we can write more people and make more money. 
-hmm. Actually, the more people you write, the different types of people, the less money you make. And I was able to prove that. And, and it's great because I just figured that out three or four years ago. You're 26 and have already figured that out. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. You've man. seen it. You've seen it yeah, in your I've, agency. I've seen it. And, you know, and I think, you know, I think that's kind of where I've started to, to kind of do this whole ATX agent hangout thing, just really trying to help agencies because I honestly, I learned the hard way. I started off just like that, right? Not even thinking or not even backing that ROI into anything. I'm just going, yeah. going, 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 going. Um, and I, that's my tendency. And that's where me and pops work really well together because he kind of reins me in because otherwise I'm just go, go, go. Um, you know, he's more of that management type. Um, so we, we're a good balance that. for That's each good other. for you, man. That's good for you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. It's going it to help is. you elevate quicker. Tell us about this group that you're talking about. Um, so, and this is for Texas agents. Uh, any, we got a lot of Texas agents that are loyal listeners. What do you got going on, man? So I wanted to, so this is, this is funny because I think uh, earlier you said you have some friends here in Austin and I know one of them, uh, Rob McCarthy. That's who um, I was going to say. So he was my first ever, and we were still meeting on the patio at this. I didn't even have a venue yet for us. I just had a patio that we could sit at, some picnic tables, get some drinks and food and talk some shop. And so I had created this page. I'm just pushing stuff out there. I don't really ever put money behind my, I, I do a lot of organic type strategy, mm -hmm. um, just posting everywhere and then kind of tying it all back in, you know, kind of using that spider web type strategy. And yep. so I see this guy walking up and I'm like, man, he looks like he's looking for something. I'm like, I wonder, and I've never seen the dude. He didn't comment or say he's coming to the event that I put out on the page or anything. And so he looked kind of, and he looked at me and I was like, you here for the ATX Asian hangout? And he's like, yeah, man. Turns out it's Rob McCarthy. And so we've been able it's to the connect. Band. And then he, he's been coming every single um, every single month now. And he's awesome um, to where we've yeah. actually been able to build a business relationship with what he's doing with RPS and stuff. Um, yep. So it's funny though, because then I had another event where Mohammed Momin saw him. and was like, Hey, I know you from back in the day from Cass. And then I heard him on your podcast and I was like, no way. I mean, such a small world. Um, it is a small world. It really, truly is. It really, truly is. And the reason is, is the industry is actually very large, but there's only so many people that step outside their agency. Yep. Right. So like less than like two to 3%. Okay. Let's figure this out. If we have like 400 and some thousand agents, I think there's like 180 some thousand independents. It's somewhere around there, like 400 and some thousand licensed, which would be captives as well. So if you can say like 10%, which would be 18,000 agents, uh, that would probably be pretty realistic to the people who are actually active, going to yep. events, involved in your groups, those different types of people. So I think that's one of the reasons why it makes it so small, right? Because we are bouncing around those same 18,000. We're just slowly trying to pull everybody else out of their agency to learn. Yep. So what kind of, so you guys are doing in-person events as well yep. as you also have a Facebook group? Yeah, so we got, so I don't have the group 100% up. Um, I really have just been running off the page because I've been, I've been trying to drive people to the event. I think there's just, there's something different about being in person and the, mm -hmm. the relationship that's Absolutely. built versus, you know, Facebook comments. I think Facebook groups are extremely valuable, but sometimes it's, it's hard to, it's hard to perceive and receive what people are typing. Um, you know, Correct. I'm a big believer. You can't really change people's opinions with a comment. Um, you know that I need to see your face. I want to see how you're kind of trying to relay that information to me. So, mm -hmm. um, have been really just pushing in person, um, to where I've been super fortunate. Um, I, I have a local restaurant, um, that I know the owners and pretty much everybody in there. And I, I have tried to support them through COVID and all that, um, to where he actually 
built out kind of like a speakeasy whiskey lounge type bar. Um, and he saw me meeting on the patio and it's hot. It's like we're in the middle of summer in Austin, Texas. I mean, it's just hot and we're like sweating, but we were still coming together and meeting. And he's like, dude, I need to pump some money through this place because they're only open on the weekends. If you want to come have your events here, then you can. Um, so that kind of opened up a whole nother, I guess, Sweet. kind of side of this thing to where we kind of became more legitimized. We have a space. We've got TVs. Um, I've got mics and we're doing recordings and stuff in there now, bringing in guest Great. speakers. And I'm just a big believer in collaboration, man. I think the one mm. way or how I push information out there or how I do things in my agency, um, mm -hmm. everybody's going to receive that differently. And it works both ways to where, man, you could say something like Tony Merwin or Leo Martinez or even Rob. I mean, how they how they say something, it could totally trigger for me. Right. So I'm a big believer mm -hmm. in getting people in the same room. Um, and even just to the point of Rob, I mean, look at the relationship that I've been able to build and then also kind of connect our our network as well. Right. To where we didn't even know each mm -hmm. other, but we do. And that's just the the power of networking. Um, and I think it is, man. If the purpose of the networking is to help one another, there's there's immense power that can come from that group. You know, to where mm -hmm. we're we're shifting the industry to where now I've got agents reaching out to me. They want to start doing them all over Texas. I don't I don't know if my wife or my two year old will agree with that, <laughs> but they're like, hey man, right. why don't we do a San Antonio agent hangout and a Houston agent hangout? To where now I'm thinking, wow, you know if this is my passion and it really is. That's my true passion is, is to help agents. Um, mm -hmm. Man, what, what could this thing do and, and how could we help people outside of Texas? And that's, that's all just started to happen in the past three months because I think people are just finding so much value in these meetings um, to where you've got to find the right group to do that. Right. And that's why, you know, I admire mm -hmm. you and what you're doing is, you know, it's, I think there's, you're, you're in that same mentality of there's not really any secret sauce. You know, I'm not going to, I tell everybody, I will give you any and everything. So anybody watching this, mm -hmm. like message me, whatever, I will email you all of my marketing programs, the flyers that go along with it, my scripts, my schedule, I mean, everything. Bam, bam. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, look, I'll give you everything. You just got to be better. You got to be better than me at it. Right. <laughs> so like, less let than me 2% give you will take it and do what you tell them. Yep. I mean, they won't. They just they they like to go talk to their other buddies and be like, "Man, I heard this guy say that or this girl say that." The people who are the people who take that and execute it are 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 the winners, dude. Um, so Joe, you're doing a lot out there. I really like it. I can't wait to see where you go in a year or two. Um, and when I started my Facebook group in 2014, uh, we had like three, four hundred people. I can't remember exactly. Um, and then I told, I started seeing some conversations in there where I was like. Oh my God, like that person can't tell that person that because that's not really right, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. um, what I did is, is I just charged them $99 and everybody but like 40 of them left. Mm. And it was like, okay, we got 40 people who are interested, right? And so that's just the way we've always kept it, you know? Besides the fact we take the $99 and throw on uh, Brainshare. Hey, be yeah. sure to check that out, everybody, AIbrainshare.com. And Joe, I'd love for you to come to that because it's in San Antonio. Uh, Chris so Green it's, it's, was just telling me about it. So yeah, who I, was? I think you'll Chris Green. I think yeah, that's right, that's right. And it's two hundred people invite only, and yeah. so the registration opens up on March eighth, and then the registration for everybody else. March eighth for the champions. March fifteenth for everybody else, and it'll sell out in two to three weeks. So 
Awesome. This is my personal invite to you. Um, I would love to have you there. I think it would be really, really dynamic. If you've ever been to a conference or convention, you've never been to a brain share. And brain shares are just, uh, it's a completely different dynamic of how we run it. And awesome. everybody who leaves it always says it's the best type. Why is it the best type? Because of what you said, networking. Most agents will tell you the whole reason why they go to your event, the reason why they go to conferences, convention for the big eye of Texas or whoever is to network with their peers. Yep. When you think about it, you start breakfast at 7, 7.30, you're in class by 8 to 12, you hurry up and eat lunch, you maybe have to call the office from 1 to 4 or 5, you're back in conference, got to run up to your room because you got to make the dinner at 6. Some people start drinking, some people don't. The people that are drinking are drunk by 8 and you can't have a real conversation with them. The people who don't drink are tired of the drunks at 8 o'clock, so they go back to their room. So there's not really a whole lot of networking. So when me and my our team got together, we said, how do we make this to where this is a networking event, right? But it's brain sharing as well. Well, the cool part is, is we give 30 to 45 minute breaks. We only go for an hour and a half, then we break for 30 to 45 minutes. We do that all day. But we're also inside one room, Joe. We're all in one side, almost like your events are there in Texas. We're all in one room. We throw out things. We beat it up. We have speak. We have me and other people running the microphone around. And so uh, a personal invite to you. Awesome, um, and uh, yeah, and if anybody else wants to be a part of it, you have to go to AIBrainShare.com and hit invite and put in your stuff. And then I will actually call you to make sure we can support your awesomeness is what I like to say. Joe, anything you want to wrap up with before I get on to the final two questions? Um. Nah, man, I think, you know, again, just for any agent that's out there listening, that's maybe on the fence of, of getting out there um, and changing their circle. Um, you know, one thing we have, so it's called our, our house of dreams, which I know this is backwards, but it's what we actually founded our agency on. Um, and, and there's a few pieces to that, just having persona and character. So like what's above the water, but actually what's inside, right? Put it back up. It looks backwards to you, but it's not. Oh. Yeah, so that's our house of dreams. Um, I can actually okay. send you a copy of it too. So it's no, I like that. We, we didn't do anything. Um, we started. That was the first thing that we did. We just had a massive whiteboard sesh um, on just this Sweet. is what we want this thing to be. So again, having you know the right persona. Does your persona match your character? Right. I think anybody can have the biggest sailboat above the water, but is that keel underneath? Is it is it strong enough to keep you afloat or from falling over? Right. Having passion, perspective, and perseverance. Um, Having limiting mm. beliefs, so how big are you going to build your roof, right? And what do you even want your house to look like? What are, what are your dreams? I think so many of us forget to dream, but a big part of that, right, is your tribe. Um, so, you know, again, going back to that luck piece, I, I am lucky because I had the wrong tribe growing up. Um, and even just kind of later on in life through college and stuff, I didn't surround myself with the people who were not only invested in me, but then wanted to level up with me, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. so important. And so anybody that's kind mm -hmm. of on the fence um, that, you know, maybe it's awkward, maybe it's uncomfortable. I'm not very good at speaking with people or, or in starting a conversation with somebody I don't know. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, and this is a line I always wrap up with this because my dad, like this changed my life when I was trying to figure out, am I going to go corporate or am I going to stay on the agency side, right? Company car, company phone, $80,000 a year. Man, I'm tired of sales. I'm like, what do I do though? Cause like this other opportunity is amazing too. And so I, I asked my dad, that's what I was like. Hey, if I can't figure it out, I go to my role model. Hey dude, what, what would you do? And he's like, man, I'll tell you this, like the Bill Gates of this world were not made in their comfort zones. So get out that's there, right. get out of your comfort zone, get yourself around people like Jason, um, like anybody that's a part of the, the mastermind groups, um, to, to help level yourself up. And it's, it's not just business. 
it's personal too, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. where you got to find the right group where we care not only about you and your business, um, but it's more, you know, you and maybe your family or like, how are you in life? Right. I think that's just so mm -hmm. important. It is, man. It is. You echo my thoughts, man. And my thoughts echo you. So that's, that's fantastic, dude. Getting, you know, on a more personal level. Um, yeah, I wish I didn't have to cut this off with the loyal listeners because you, you just said was some great stuff. Really, really great stuff. I hope you listen to that. I love the whiteboard session. I love how you guys got real. You tried to figure it out. You got challenged yourself. I love it. I love it. I love it. Last uh, final questions. Um, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And I know you're a leader. She so must be a reader. What are you reading right now? Um, I am actually reading. I don't know. You know who Coach Burt is? Coach Michael Burt? Uh, he's with, I'm actually no, reading. No, I do not. This ain't no practice life. Um, I actually was at a conference and he was able to sign it for me. So I actually bought this for everybody in our agency. So we're, we're starting to try and go through that together as a team so that we're kind of staying in line, kind of like a book club. Um, I suck at reading. I'm normally very audio, but I'm like, you know what? I need to be disciplined. I need to be better if Got I can't to. read. You know, I think I love to listen, though, and I don't even want to call it lazy. And, my, and that's just me. I think maybe that's my competitive like, OK, dude, but like just pick up the book and read, right? Like, come on, man, take action, like mm -hmm. just do it. And so I, I'm really big on, on any type of podcast. I'm, I'm really big into Ed Milet right now, um, him and, and Tom Ballou. But then, yeah, that's, that's the book I'm reading again. Coach Michael Burt, this ain't no practice life. <laughs> Sweet. I like that. I like that. Uh, did you say you were married? Uh, yes. Um, as of okay. November. Yeah. So just, just recently married. Wow. Okay. Just recently married. Congratulations to you. I know you spend your time on Amazon Prime. Maybe you get your kicks on Netflix. Uh, so what are you watching right now? Oh, man. Um, Tell me Netflix. that show that you just click off, shut down, and blah in your brain. So I, I'm taking my wife through Breaking Bad right now. She's never seen Breaking Ooh, Bad. She's so never seen Breaking Bad. Wow. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. So, You're a good husband already. <laughs> yeah. That's what Narcos was before that. She's like, is this going to be the same, like heads getting cut off and stuff? And I'm like, not right out the gate, but like, yeah, right. it'll, it'll get there. <laughs> two, two different stories and stuff, but yeah. man, Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's one good. of the all-time greats. That's, yep. that's, that's fantastic, dude. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, dude, um, really appreciate you coming on. Um, yep. Really Thanks do. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, so you can find me everywhere. Um, so we are, our most recent um, is YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel. Again, it's Redwood Agency Group. Um, you can find us, Redwood Agency Group, on Facebook, um, redwoodagencygroup.com. So that'll take you to our site. We just actually dropped a, a revamped website. So come check us out. Um, hit me up on Facebook. Again, Joe Campert. My, my Facebook name is Joe Frazier Campert. Um, everybody thinks Frazier is my middle name. It's, it's not. I, when I created my Facebook, I was really into boxing. So I just went with Joe, Joe Frazier Campert, but now everybody knows my presence is Joe Frazier Campert. So I've just kept it. Uh, but keep Joe rolling Frazier with Campert, it, man. Keep rolling with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, add me as a friend. Um, you know, I would love to, to be able to connect and, and network with anybody out there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, loyal listeners, I have something for you here. As I listen to Joe, um, I think about Mitch Gibson. I think about a lot of the people that we've been bringing in you to lately. Um, this this 20-year-old crowd. And I think about when Ryan Hanley and I were 25, 26, 27, 28. And the difference between where they are and where we are was... 
we were talking about playing video games during our breaks, right? Because we weren't agency owners at the time and we'd take 15, 20 minute breaks. And we'd always say, you get to take a smoke break. So that means we get to take a video break. You know, these were our things. And people would look at us and we would go on to, um, we would get an interview with Insurance Journal and we would go in there and in the comments section, people would ask us questions and we'd start talking about the things we were doing and we'd start sharing things. And people would say, why in the hell are you doing that? Why are you sharing that, right? And the difference is, is you're getting, Joe gets that too, loyal listeners, and you get that too whenever you speak out. But I want you to know there was nobody that agreed with us back then. Everybody literally thought, and if there's some articles out there that you could still go read back from 2011 and 2012, that people told us that we would be out of business, we were nuts, we were crazy, not only were we were not doing the right things, we weren't professionals, we were sharing information and all this stuff. And so it's gotta be different for Joe and Mitch and all the other people out there that yes, still do run into that, uh, uh, that uh, resistance, but they've also got this big support of people who are like, no, what you're doing is right. Keep sharing, keep bringing people together, keep showing agents how to better their life, their business, their family, um, to, so we can better this industry. And I think, loyal listeners, this makes me excited because Joe, Mitch, they're going to be in their early 40s one day and they're going to be continuing what they're doing. And the 20-year-olds coming up then are going to be re hardly have any resistance. There, I mean, and that's when this industry starts to flow. And I have to tell you, when I came up with Agents Influence, giving a voice to those who have no voice so that we can create change and forward momentum in this insurance industry, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect for someone like Joe and for the others that I mentioned to be able to be here 20 years from now and when the youngers are coming up, they're meeting low, no resistance like me and Hanley have and Joe's even meeting it now. I think, man, when that happens, man, we can do some explo explosive things. How does this industry get better, loyal listeners? How does it get better? You know, it's so good right now, and I hope that you're getting that. I, I cry every time I know somebody, not literally, but I cry every time I know somebody who actually has left this industry because it makes me sad that they're never going to get to experience what I thought. Sitting at Centralia High School in 1995, I didn't know if by the time 2020 came, I'd be in prison or if I'd be working at a gas station. I really didn't know from the, from the history and the background that I'd come from, but I found the independent insurance agency system and it's changed my life and it's changed Joe's life in the three years he's been in it. And if you're a loyal listener and you've been listening to this for years, you know as well as I that it's changed your life as well. There's no better industry in the world and that's why I do what I do because I do it for you. Now remember, today I gave you a real agent inside a real agency giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. He's Joe, I'm Cass. We're out. See you. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? CAS certified.